Hi, this is Regeline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Mike C-Rock Sir Rocco. Mike C-Rock Sir Rocco is the CEO of People Building Inc. and the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of movement. Welcome to the show, C-Rock. What's up, Gigi? Thank you for having me. I always start every interview that I come on with gratitude because I'm very honored and humbled that I get the opportunity to uh, actually share with people and that people actually want to hear my voice. <laughs> Amen. It's an honor to have you here today, Mike. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? I live in Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, I grew up outside of Philly. Um, I run a large division of a mortgage company called Nations Lending and also have several other businesses, including People Building, the What Do You Made of podcast. And I'm now considered an author because I just wrote a book called Rocket Fuel. Fantastic. Now, tell us more about what inspired you to launch your company, CEO of People Building Inc. Well, I came from a broken home uh, when I was younger. I don't remember my parents ever together. And I kind of grew up around a lot of broken mindsets, broken people, people that had a lot of issues that they were dealing with. And, you know, as a kid, I was very observant of that. And I wasn't okay sitting back and just letting it be. I wanted to figure out, okay, how can I fix this? Like, there's got to be a way to make things better. And so I just was going base, basically off of that my whole life, trying to figure out ways to help people. And, you know, when I was about 11 years old, after going through a lot of conflict with my parents, arguing, arguments and fights and all this different thing, different things. As a kid watching this, um, you know, I ended up at my dad's house when I was 11 years old. And I decided to, after being in a psychological and mental abuse situation for three years, decided to get out. And when I did that, my mom filed court papers. I came home from school one day and my dad had these court papers in his hand and he basically confirmed with me that I wanted to leave there. I'm sure he was disappointed. He reminded me that my mom didn't have it that well there. And, you know, uh, my dad was my hero, by the way. He had a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket all the time with a rubber band around it. I thought that was cool. And he had his own masonry business and rough hands, big forearms. I always looked up to him for how hard of a worker he was. And, you know, when he found this out and I confirmed it, he took that wad of hundred dollar bills out and peeled one off and crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And when that happened, you know, I'm a stubborn individual. And I think that stems from my mom telling me from a young age that you need to stick to your guns when you believe in something. And I took that literally and really stuck to my guns and, and really was stubborn. And I, I, I also remember her telling me that being stubborn is not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. And so uh, I, at that moment, my dad did that. I said, you know what? You're not going to determine my future. Like I, I'm going to determine my future. And the other thing I thought to myself was there's got to be other people that have been given up on. Gigi, I thought I was in an ordinary situation. I'm like, you know, there's got to be other people that are out there that I could help and I can inspire that have been given up on. And so from a young age, 30 some years, I was driving off of this, this fuel and which I now call it rocket fuel. Uh, because two years ago, I, I I did a self audit and figured out what I was fueling myself off of, and then realized how powerful it was, and had to come up with a concept to bottle it to get it out to people. Amen. So essentially, you overcame the abuse that you you grew up around, and here you are using your pain for purpose, and it is absolutely amazing. So now, can you tell us more about the "What Are You Made Of" movement? Yeah. So. Uh, Basically, I never shared my story before. Uh, back in 2000, I guess it was 2000, 
19, really? That, yeah, that long ago. 2019, I, I started um, following Grant Cardone, the 10X, 10X movement. And I went to the 10X Growth Conference and I saw a guy on stage named Pete Vargas. And Pete was telling a story about his father and growing up and the relationship they had, the issues they had and how they came back together and what stemmed from that. And everybody in the audience was just like, just, just blown away by Pete's story. And it really connected with you. And I thought to myself, wow, man, I mean, like, this is, this is powerful stuff. I have a story like this. Like, why, why, why haven't I shared the story about my story? Cause if Pete can do it, like, I know I can do it. And Pete's, by the way, Pete's great on stage, but uh, I just knew that I could do this and share this. So I started sharing my story, telling what I was made of, right? That's the thing. I, I use that a, a lot. I, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, I believe in positive self-talk. So I'm always like, you know, what are you made of? You're going through a tough time or something. I'm like, come on, man, you're built for this. You got this. Um, but th- I, I started sharing my story with people when I was on stage or, you know, in a, in a meeting with someone new and share my story first to connect with them. And then, uh, from there, from there, I started noticing that they were inspired by it. And I was like, really? I, I, I think Gigi, I think people don't share their story for a couple of reasons. One is because they underestimate, um, the power of their story to inspire millions of people. Um, they, they, they are embarrassed by their story. They, maybe they just don't think anybody cares about their story. But what I found is people actually do care. It does inspire people. And when I started telling people, I got to 10 people and I'm like, wait a minute, if this works for 10 people sharing what I'm made of, why not try to reach 5 million people? And so I started a podcast called What Are You Made Of? where I shared my story on it for about five episodes. And then from there, I brought guests on to share their stories and encourage them. And really basically coming down to the concept of what did you experience in life that you needed to com- like that set you back that you needed to convert into rocket fuel to not just get back to where you were because that's not a, that's not enough to really blast off from that setback and so that's where it all came from absolutely amazing now you are the author of rocket fuel and the forward is written by grant cardone can you tell us more about your book yeah so the book's stories about my life and anecdotes that basically show you how I came up with this concept rocket fuel and what it takes to be able to convert setbacks into rocket fuel. So I go throughout the book sharing business stories, life stories, relationship stories, uh, you know, and it really gets into deep into my life. And I really think it's powerful when you write a book, not just talking about concepts or how to's self-help. I think it's really powerful when you relate it to experience. So that way you're really just speaking from experience rather than preaching to people. And so I wrote this book about that and it really came about when I interviewed Grant Cardone one time and we were talking about what it would take to get into orbit or out of outer space. And what I meant by that was away from gravitational pull of all the negative toxic things, negative people, uh, setbacks, difficulties. What would it take business-wise, mindset-wise, relationship-wise to get into outer space away from gravitational pull? And you know, we had a conversation on that. And then I got started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. That's what I've been fueling off of. I've been fueling off of all that toxicity stuff. You know, the stuff that if you like, if you think about rocket fuel, you wouldn't want to drink rocket fuel. You wouldn't want to smell it or touch it. It's toxic, right? Right. Well, all the stuff that happens to us in our lives, it keeps us from uh, living our ideal life, reaching our goals. It's all toxic. So I've been converting this stuff and using it to thrive off of. 
And so uh, that conversation stemmed into that. And that's where I came up with the name Rocket Fuel, uh, which I talk about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Now, what is your greatest accomplishment, C-Rock? Uh, I don't think I've achieved my greatest accomplishment yet. Uh, from this point back, I guess you're asking. Uh, I would say that hmm, that's a good question. There's several things that I think of. You know, I, I, I really am in, you know, encouraged and, and excited about when people hear my message and then they implement it in their life and then it gives them hope and basically makes them feel like they can accomplish whatever they put their mind to. So my biggest accomplishment probably would be the, the day I decided to become a quote unquote celebrity in my space and really like get known by lots of people so that they could hear my words um, that I'm sharing, which is basically just a culmination of my experiences and my mentorship that I've had with, with really successful people. Amen. Very powerful. Now, what is your why that keeps you going? Well, I can tell you one, I have several, but one major one is that I believe, you know, everybody has their beliefs. I believe in God. I believe in that I was put here on this planet. I believe everybody was with a certain amount of blessings and potential. I have no idea what the limitation is, is on that or how far we could take that. But I do know that every day I wake up, I think to myself that it would be a, a disrespect or slapped in my creator's face to not go after my potential and really sh like prove that I've been blessed and share that with people and sprinkle it around to everybody. And so my why, you know, we could talk about my family. Of course, I want to take care of my family and be a role model for my kids and my wife and my employees. But more importantly than anything, God comes first to me. And to me, um, there's no way better than, to honor God than to drive every single day to reach the potential that he's given me. Amen. Now, you mentioned God. How important is your relationship with God to you? I mean, it's everything. Like there's, there's things will let you down. People will let you down no matter how much you trust them or how much you put in them. You know, at the end of the day, they're human beings. Uh, but God, to me, is always there for me to talk to, um, to rely on. Um, you know, we don't need to understand everything that's going on. And I think that that's like when something bad happens, a lot of times people that don't believe in God, they say, you know, how, like, why would your God do that? And I have the answer. <laughs> the rocket fuel concept is the answer. Like God doesn't want us to be stopped from doing good and accomplishing great things and reaching for our potential and helping people and all that. God wants us to have a great life. And so my relationship with God basically helped me formulate this idea that, look, bad things are going to happen, quote unquote, bad things. But when you look back on things in your life that have happened that are set you back or discouraged you or whatever the case is, you can always find something that came out of that, an opportunity, a, a blessing somehow that has come from that. So um, it, it's of utmost importance. It's a priority to me. Amen. Now tell us more about some of the projects that you're currently working on. So I have, well, I have 40 employees that we work with at our mortgage company and uh, I'm very proud. Uh, I was just telling them this morning how proud I am to be a part of that team. Uh, I remember when it was myself and my partner, Chris, just the two of us, and we were just trying to get started and figure our way out and uh, in the mortgage industry. And I look back and then I'm like, wow, I mean, look how far we've come. It's just amazing. It's not just, we have 40 people. We have the 40 of the, like the best human beings that are just the, the, the nicest people, the care, most caring people, hardest worker. I mean, it's just amazing. So I'm, I have that 
that, uh, that I'm involved with. And then also I just wrapped up the book rocket fuel. It's coming out February 7th. And by the way, it's available now for presale. Can I give that link? Is that okay? Yes, of course. Okay. That link okay. is Mike Searock with no K Mike forward slash book, Mike forward slash book. Um, but I, I just wrapped that up and we're finishing up the editing and it's going to go into print. And the other thing is people building Inc is a company that we started and this company is some people say, well, what are you, what are you going to do with that company? Well, we're going to build people. And then, you know, it's not going to be limited to just working with businesses and helping them build their people. It's not going to be limited to just maybe uh, uh, coaching. It's all encompassing. Anything that we do in this company is going to be aligned with building people. So it could be events. It could be writing other books, uh, you know, working and coaching, consulting companies, numerous things. At the end of the day, we're all about just helping people find where their weaknesses are, developing the weaknesses that can be developed and throwing rocket fuel on their strengths. And uh, so that, that, that's just some of the things. And then the last thing, we have a tech product that we're working on now that's going to be phenomenal that has to do with building people and accomplishing big things. And I have a lot of other things on my plate, but I I, I don't want to sit here and list them all day. <laughs> of course, fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Now, Alyssa no White problem. says, amen, God first. Thank you for listening in. Melissa. Amen. Now, Mike, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Yes. Great question. So uh, about two years ago, my stepfather, George, that stepped into my life when I was at a young age, 11, getting ready to turn into a man. Uh, George was a real passionate guy. Um, didn't have a lot of money, but knew how to stretch a dollar. Um, always taught us right from wrong, do good things, good things happen, do bad things, bad things happen. But he was really passionate. If you were in a room with him though, and there's people in there, he would sit on the couch and just be quiet until somebody brought up a topic that he was passionate about, like baseball, football, hunting, fishing. And then all of a sudden he would jump off the couch like a springboard and get right up in your face and get all excited and talking about it. And a lot of people were blown away by his passion. <laughs> they would be like, whoa, whoa. But the thing about George, you know, he always taught me you know, you need to read more. You need to, if you don't understand a word, look it up. I'm not going to tell you the definition. Look it up. You know, like little things like that in your life that like just those little things build up and add up to big things. And so in 2019, February, 2019, George was coming out of the woods after a day of hunting. It was snowing and he, uh, he had a heart attack and died. And, um, George was my mentor. And, you know, when he passed away, I wasn't really ready to go mentorless. And, you know, within the last two, the, the two weeks after he passed, you know, I thought to myself, I was doing a lot of self self analysis and, 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 and looking into my life and figuring out like, what are you fueling off of? What is your purpose? Like, why are you here? And I realized that at that moment, that George was in my life to, to, to instill passion. And, and about two weeks later, I felt this feeling like this energy that came into me of passion or spirit or something that just couldn't be turned off. And I realized that George was so consistent, reliable, and passionate that I needed to be that myself. And I, I needed to be committed to people building and be committed to consistency and reliability to people so that, you know, they knew C-Rock was going to show up. If C-Rock said he was going to do something, it got done. C-Rock showed me in my life that I, was, I had greatness inside I didn't know about. And he showed me that it was there and gave me hope and then put me on track to go after it. Those are the kind of things that I, I realized at that moment. And I just, now I feel like I owe it to the world to get out and 
and share all the, this, uh, this, this knowledge and messages that I learned from my mentors and from my experiences. Amen. I'm so sorry for your loss in regards to your mentor. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Now, Alyssa White says, Mike, how do you set goals and stay focused? Oh, oh sorry. Um, we're having a little light problem there. Sorry about that. Um, we, we basically setting goals. First of all, I always like to talk about getting clear clarity, vision. Um, a lot of people don't take time for themselves with nobody around quiet and, and really think about the ideal life that they want to have. You know, they don't, they don't think about if, if I was in a desert and I found a lamp and a genie popped out of the lamp and he said, look, I'll give you three to five wishes. What do you want? What kind of life do you want to live? Who do you want to do it with? What kind of clothes do you want to wear doing it? What kind of car do you want to drive? Where do you want to live? All these things. And they don't, they don't know the answer to that question of what that, what they would tell the genie. And that's a problem. So how can you have the ideal life or accomplish big things if you're not clear on what you really want? And I think that that's where it all starts. The other thing is belief. Belief is a, such an important word because, you know, you've heard, you'll hear a lot of people talk about like, look, man, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, people that say that will only see what they currently believe in their mind. And that's a problem because your mind, your, your beliefs are established from past experiences and, and input that you've had from all these other people that have been around you. So what I like to talk about when we're talking about setting goals and, and all that is to make sure that we start to believe things before we see them. So I like to get clarity, know what I want, believe it can happen with all power in my mind that knowing it can happen, just know it will. And then from there, committing to making it happen and doing all the actions necessary to make it happen without anything stopping you. And that's been you know, a very successful uh, method in my life. And one thing I'll tell you, just yesterday, I saw a post on Facebook that I posted three years ago. You know how they have the memories on Facebook, Gigi? Yes, I got one this morning. <laughs> so, so when I see that three years ago, December, three years ago was probably one of the darkest times of my life. I had a business that was a successful business. And due to the actions of others, which I take responsibility for, and I take responsibility for the fact that I should have been, uh, uh, I guess, dug deeper or been more aware of what was going on or not got complacent, uh, numerous things I could take responsibility for. But from somebody, somebody from the outside would probably say, no, you'd had nothing to do with that. They did it. But I'm, I don't do that. I take responsibility. But a dark time in my life, that business crumbled. And I had 22 employees and their families felt like the world weight of the world on my shoulders. And we had to make a move to another company. And I was very stressed out. Um, and that was a turning point in my life, actually. And the, the, the post talked about, matter of fact, uh, I'll read the post here because it's very important that, that we uh, go off of this. But what happened when I, when I did this post three years ago, it was the darkest time of my life. And I'm talking about this stuff right now to that question, to answer the question about goals. Take your time. December 27th, 2017. Before you can accomplish anything, you first have to believe you can. And then I hashtagged it because I was a little pissed off at that time. Excuse the, uh, the language, but I was a little bit like mad at the, what happened and why it happened and who did it and all that. And I, and I, put a, uh, I put a hashtag on there, mind power, and then watch me do it. Three years ago. Now, what I'm doing now with what are you made of and rocket fuel and all that, I didn't think of that at that time until right after I wrote that post and I started to believe. And from there, three years, 
I really didn't take full action until about a year and a half after that and really believed in it and started taking action. And that fast, I became, you know, to where I am today, which is, which is blows me away to this point still that I, I actually wrote a book, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I hope I answered that question. Yes. Very inspiring. Now, Alyssa White says, yes, yes. Visual visualization is important. And Andrea says, hi, everyone. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for listening in. <laughs> and she says, start to believe them. Visualize your goals. Amen. Very powerful. Now, Mike, can you explain to the audience how important it is to maintain a resilient mindset? Yes. Well, first of all, you know, we talk about the rocket fuel concept. Resiliency is not a power more like a powerful enough word. Because the definition, I'm big on definitions too. And when I don't understand something, if I don't understand a word, I go right to looking it up because George taught me that. But also words that you do know and you're familiar with, sometimes you don't really understand the definition. So when you look up the word resiliency, it talks about coming back to your original form. It doesn't talk about uh, you know getting past that and going beyond. It, it talks about having a setback and then coming back to original form. So resiliency is not the word I like to use. And I saw how to create the rocket fuel concept because I don't know another word that talks about when you have a setback, you spring out of it. And, you know, the, the mindset, it's a, it's a proactive concept. You cannot be in an adversity and figure this concept out. Uh, while you're in an adversity, the closer you are, the less hope you have, the less light at the end of the tunnel there is, the more chaos there is. So it's very hard to understand a concept when you're in an adversity. However, if you do it beforehand or after an adversity, where you're farther away in proximity to it, you can start getting clearer and seeing things. If you get your mind right and understand that no matter what happens to you, the stuff that helps you get to your goal, ride it. The stuff that doesn't, that appears that it's setting you back or doesn't allow you to get to your goal, convert it, immediately convert it. So I'll give you an example. Last week, I uh, one of my best employees decided that she was leaving the business. And when I first saw it, I got a like, my heart sunk a little bit. I'm like, oh man, really? But immediately my concept tells me immediately understand, okay, look for the opportunity in this. Do not sulk. Do not feel bad. Waste. That's all wasted energy. Immediately, immediately, immediately start looking for the opportunity. Gather the troops, round up the troops, whatever you got to do, immediately take action. And what that does is it allows you to gain momentum on a setback. It's the craziest, it's the craziest phenomenon, but Immediately, we start taking action. And then what we see is we see a growth from that setback immediately. And you blow past the competition when you do this. You don't have any like victim mentality. You, you lose all the bad feelings that you have. All you're concerned with is, okay, where's the opportunity? Let's see. Wh wh what's good's going to come from this? Every single time there's something bad that happens and you go in the future and you look back on it, you see an opportunity. Why wait till the future? That's my point with it. Amen. Very powerful. Now, Mr. Brown says important attributes of leadership. Few leaders take responsibility for negative things. Amen. Great, great point. Great point. Um, that, that leads back to 100% responsibility. No matter what happens to me in my life, I take responsibility. I take responsibility. I teach that. I coach that. At the end of the day, you, if you don't take responsibility, you don't lose control. For every degree or percent of responsibility you give up, you give up that much in control. And so to me, I'd rather be in control of things. So, uh, and the other thing is when you don't take hundred percent responsibility, Gigi, you start the blame game, right? That's right. <laughs> and the blame game, what do you, what are we trying to accomplish in the blame game? 
I mean, there's really like nothing good comes from it. For some reason, like the majority of people go to the blame game. But I thought about this two weeks ago. I was thinking about this concept. I was writing an article about responsibility. And I, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? Anytime I've ever blamed somebody for something, it's never felt good. Like you would think that you're blaming someone to make yourself feel good, but it never does. And so why do we do it? Why would we want to blame someone? Take responsibility. If you have control, you can have, you have the control to fix whatever the problem is. And the other thing that uh, responsibility and being a leader and all that, Respond, lack of responsibility leads to waiting, W-A-I-T-I-N-G, waiting or procrastination. And I'm not up for any of that. I want to work in speed, get things done. And so responsibility is a great tool to take on all the way. And uh, if you just try it and start it and, and day after day do it, be consistent with it, you'll see a life change experience that you'll, you just couldn't imagine. Very powerful. I just wrote out a quote today in regards to not procrastinating. So again, thank you for sharing that information with us. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Well, uh, as far as purpose goes, I mean, at the end of the day, life is difficult. There's going to be hurdles. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be all these things. And you cannot convert to rocket fuel unless you have a reason that you're doing it. You know, I mean, if you don't have a, a, a destination you're heading to, that's what purpose is. You know, I mean, otherwise you're living in reactive mode, just living life, with whatever comes your way. And if you're left to your own devices without a purpose, you'll always revert back to your default positioning, which is just to survive and get by. I'm not about that life. <laughs> so, and I don't want to be around people that are about that life. I want people to go after, because again, when I see that, 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 you know, I talk about myself and my relationship with God. I look at other people too. And I'm like, look, look at the blessings you've been given. Why are you not going after it? Like we, we need to, we need to figure this out. You, you need to go after this. So uh, yeah. And then happiness to me, I'm most happy TG when I'm creating and building and or changing something. Like I notice myself the most unhappy times is when I'm stagnant, nothing new going on, not building and creating things. Um, and I think most people get anxiety and depression when they know they should be accomplishing more and they're not. Amen. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that with us, Mike. And again, thank you for being a guest on walk with me podcast. I truly appreciate you. Where can the audience find you? The best place. Uh, I'm all over LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Instagram at Mikey, not Mike, Mikey, M I K E Y C R O C. Uh, I love engaging with people. If you DM me, I don't care if I'm, like you're, you know, I'm not following you. I look in that other inbox too. And, you know, I like to engage with people. So reach out to me, let me know, you know, you heard me here or any questions you have or whatever. Uh, that's the best place to find me. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Mike at MikeCrock.com. And Mike, thank you again for being a guest on walk with me podcast. You have a blessed GG, day. It is my honor. Thank you so much. Thank you.